Welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to chill with your friends and get your gaming goodness every Saturday at 6am. My name's Dylan Blight and joining me, Ashley Hodley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here to definitely not talk about shield, the the, the sword dog with the sword mouth. Definitely not this week. But, uh, actually, th- 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 this this works in rule. I, I want to bring up a hot point in a, hot, in a second. Also joining us, Shri Shriner. Hello there. There you go. So yeah, mix it up. Mix it up this week. So Kieran, um, Kieran's on a family holiday down uh, down Tasmania. Um, people would have seen this by him posting pictures of Tasmanian devils and being like, "Oh, look at this thing." Anyway, so I saw him the other day, and you just reminded me when I was walking through JB Hi-Fi and walked through a past a poster for Pokemon Sword and Shield. He goes, "Have you heard fucking Ashley complaining about this fucking sword in a dog's mouth?" And I was like, "Yeah, I literally tell him off for it all the time." He's like, "Oh." fucking hell's it dropped the sword uh. and then yeah we spent about five minutes saying how much of an idiot you are because of the fucking complaints about how this stupid dog can't drop the sword to eat food i mean i'm right you're horribly wrong and when the game comes out and we see the the dog drop its sword to eat food and whatever else you'll be proven to <clears throat> be no i'm pretty right. sure it's just got another mouth somewhere else yeah, you, Another you, you, do, you do too, else. you fucking alien. Where do you eat from, you asshole? Uh, today on the show, Cuphead is getting a TV show. Sean Murray, Murray Talks Media and some more Pokemon details. Yes, Pokemon on the show as well. And <gasps> my impressions for Super Mario Maker 2. But first, a little bit more happened. Now, this is this is quite funny because last week talked about G, G, G2A mess. Uh, well, not re- it wasn't really a mess at the time. It was just more of a... Hey, here's a thing, and it was an interesting little, uh, interesting developer of Descenders talking about it, and then uh, G2A proceeded to turn it into a mess, pretty, pretty horribly. So, I don't think happened? they tried to turn it into a mess. I think it create just became a mess. It's become a mess because a <laughs> the the developer uh, started a um, change.org or whatever to the uh, Get G2A to stop selling indie games. And that was getting passed around a lot and signed by a, a fair few people. Uh, then G, uh, a bunch of popular Twitch streamers started dropping G2A, G2A as their sponsors, including, um, let's see, I've got this game industry.biz article open. It says influencers like Lurk and Mr. Maddie Plays. I've only heard of one of those people, but um, dropped G2A as a sponsor after this whole thing. Uh, Right Games have banned GTA from sponsoring League of Legends players because the platform had been selling League of Legends accounts and services designed to boost player ratings. Um, That happened in the past. So there was just a lot more stuff I didn't even know about that was happening in the behind the scenes. Anyway, GTA's publicity went to shit. So they thought the best thing that we can do, or some people at least at GTA, that the first thing, the best thing they could do is. (laughs) <laughs> send around a really bad email. Uh, so GamesIndustry.biz article says, Earlier today, Indie Games Plus writer Thomas Faust uh, published email excerpts on Twitter that showed a representative of the key reselling platform looking to pay for a pro G2A sponsored article on the site with the, with the condition that it could not be marketed as sponsored or marketed as uh, marked as associated with GTA, so they were they were asking this platform and apparently other platforms and websites, not us. That would have been hilarious. Well, I, I would have been honoured, you know, would have been yeah. would have been honoured to get that uh, that sort of email and be part of the story. <laughs> would have been absolutely fucking honoured. Um, they were um, sending around emails asking for people to write positive spins on stories about GTA, except for not disclose. Uh, not disclose the fact that the article was getting paid by GTA. Yeah. Well, yeah, paid, and also the article would have been written, or at least like ninety percent written by GTA themselves, because they they said they got an article ready. Uh, the email said GTA is quote trying to improve our brand awareness and public image. Yeah, who'd have thought? Uh, among indie developers, and hope to remedy that with a quote unbiased article. <laughs> Don't think it's unbiased if it's about yourselves. Um, about how selling stolen keys on ca- gaming marketplaces is pretty much impossible. It went on to ask for pricing details if Indie Game Plus was interested in publishing the article. The official G2A Twitter account responded to Faust's tweets uh, with a statement of its own saying, quote, these emails were sent by an employee without authorization for which we apologize to Faust and the nine 
other media outlets he sent this proposal to. He will face strict consequences, and this is absolutely unacceptable. So, pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I mean, it's just unlucky that none of those, are, all those people they sent it to are upstanding people. I'm sure there are some people who would have agreed to do that. Well, that's but. that's uh, pin on that exactly exactly what you just said is they sent it to ten people. As far as we saw, only one of them, this person, actually bothered to like tweet out and be like, "Hey, so were the nine of us implicit?" I'm not going to say they were because I don't even know who they were, but they I'm went sure if they went if there were the some that did do it, we would know about it. Like the articles would be up. I think probably yeah, they how, just went in the trash. That's probably what happened. How bad would it look for them? Yeah. It would look even worse if they had already published an article already. And that's like what that, I mean. Yeah. yeah. If they'd already done it. Uh, see, I, can't, I can't think of something worse for a website other than get, getting caught out for this sort of thing, honestly. But at the same time, I would say that I can't think of anything worse than a company getting caught out for... I mean, th- this is the same sort of shit that Gamicate was basically started around, fucking ethics and video game and all this sort of shit. But every time something actually comes up like this that is legit about ethics in games journalism, if you want to spin it on that or whatever, ethics in games, I don't know, industry full stop, I guess. Where the fuck are all those fuckheads? No, they're over yelling about Ariel being not white, you know? Too busy so- buying bathwater. <laughs> Yeah, too busy buying bathwater, which also, side note on that story, did you see someone's trying to sue that girl because apparently it didn't have her DNA in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think somebody said the potential was there too, but then a bunch of other people in that thread uh, were debating molecular, molecular, molecular science and whether you could actually trace human DNA from a bath. Very fascinating. <laughs> It is legit fascinating. If we want to quickly go over this in case we're leaving people in the dust, although I feel like most people would know this story because it was pretty popular during the week. Um, uh, An Instagram, what do they call them? Is it, is it, if I say Instagram, I don't know, like. Yes, an influencer, that's what they do call them. Yeah, sure. Um, she she posted this thing and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna sell gamer boys by fucking. Do you want to buy my bathwater um, for like thirty dollars a bottle?" And it, it was pretty funny. I found it pretty funny because I was like, I "Who's going to do that?" I mean, people are going to do it. I mean, plenty I was of like, creepy people. I mean, it's creepy, but at the same time, I was like, "Make your money, I suppose." Like, <laughs> you know, like it's it's not it's creative. It's not it's not the worst dollar dollar of, bills, y'all. Yeah, I was like. Sure. I mean, it's, I, I thought it was funny. But then the, the follow-up story was um, today or yesterday, so apparently someone tested the bathwater after buying it, found out that her DNA wasn't actually in it, which would, if proven, they could actually have a legal case against her for not selling a fraudulent, yeah. false, fraudulent or false product, which would all the way come back and be fucking even funnier. Like <laughs> she tries to own the gamers and then the gamers come back and they sue her and then all this sort of thing. I'm on no one's side. I'm on the on this the is fucking hilarious. observer side. Let's I'm get some the, popcorn. Yeah, I'm on the, the popcorn. This is fucking hilarious to watch wherever it goes because you know. Uh so that's that story. This <laughs> twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah. There you have a thing. Uh, any other thoughts on this whole GTA thing? Because I mean, to me, it's just like it's it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny that anyone would think this is like a good idea to the workplace. I, you would I, hope I, it's I, like I, a new intern or something. But no fucking interns got the official GTA. No way they can just send around an email like this for sure, can they? Maybe I don't know. How many people do you think are working in GTA? Or GTA. Power it's right such up. an effort to say the fucking name. Just restart yeah. the company with a new name and no one will know. It fixes your your reputation and your shit name. Cancel the company. The other interesting tidbit is after uh, all that stuff was happening last week, I can't remember a name. I'd have to scroll through Twitter, which I'm obviously not going to do that because it might take me a minute. But there's, um, there's a, a lady who does a lot of... Um, 
She handles code for a lot of companies, most uh, to do with US. I, th- I think she does like Devolver US, like PR and these sorts of things. Um, anyway, I follow her on Twitter and she she's quite good to follow because she often posts screenshots of emails she'll get from people being like man babies basically being like why wouldn't you give me code for game i'll stream it you'll get so many views like you know this sort of stuff uh but she said like in response to the g g2a thing that she although it can't do it for everyone because it's too much time and effort but if she like checks on someone like a twitch stream or a youtube or someone that's requesting a a, a code for a game uh and she sees they're sponsored by G- g2a she will refuse to give them the code based solely on that so mm. <laughs> that's, that's if you want to be like how bad is brand association sometimes yeah pretty pretty bad sometimes it's i mean they've pretty, got to be pretty stupid uh, well, I'm, yep. a lot of people just aren't aware of what they do. This, and we can say that safely because until last week, I was the only one out of three of us who <laughs> fucking was aware of the uh, kind of dodgy behavior of them. So, you know, that's everyone will forget about this next week unless they do something else horrible and then we'll be talking about it again in six months to a year when uh, someone else brings it up, I guess. It's ever continuing. It's it's welcome At to least the their flow of influence has been slowed. Yeah, and then new people come in and they rotate in and rotate out. But I mean, if like Riot's time. not going to let them sponsor anybody anymore, that's a good step and that sort of thing. And if yeah. certain big streamers choose to not be associated with them anymore, that helps. Did you watch the ether, the? I, I forgot to ask you for doing this. Did you watch the Danny O'Dwyer E3 one yet? I am halfway through it. <laughs> okay, because there's a, a there was quite a funny point in it that I was glad left out. I mean, there's there's lots of interesting bits in that whole. Again, uh, for please. reference, there's a new documentary on okay. NoClip, uh, YouTube channel focused on E3 from the. Yeah, it's, it's fans. not got the most it's memorable just name. A it's, documentary, it's something like thing. I think it's just called like behind the scenes of E3. Something. It's not like the super standout name or anything. Um, but yeah, NoClip's latest documentary. There was one part in it that I found so quite funny because he goes and visits the uh, Twitch. I guess like home center where they were like doing a bunch of streaming or whatever else there. And, um, saying like, Oh, there's people here streaming everywhere. And the, the girl who's like showing him around, who's like the, the running the thing. And I think Danny used to work with her or something along the lines. Like she's like, yeah, we don't, we don't invite Twitch streamers down here and we make them stream. And then Danny's like, says like a hot off the cough. Yeah. Just, uh, don't stream in public bathrooms. Hey. And then she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I like how they left that in. Uh, that fuckwit's back streaming this week, by the way, if you know who we're talking about. Um, moving on. Cuphead is getting a Netflix show. That's whole news. No, there was more. Cool. So, cu- yeah. <laughs> Netflix is, it says, I got this article up here, Hollywood Reporter. Netflix to adapt Cuphead into animated com- uh, comedy series. Um, it says, Netflix and King Features Syndicate are part of Hearst Entertainment and Syndication. Uh, bringing the massively popular indie platform, indie platforming game Cuphead to the streaming platform with a new animated series called The Cuphead Show. Cuphead developed and published by indie game studio Studio MDHR launched in 2017 sorry, to mass critical acclaim. The game features hand-drawn animations inspired by the classic Fleischer. I don't actually know how you say the name. Is it Fleischer? Fleischer. Fleischer? Fleischer? Yeah. Uh, Fleischer ca- cartoons from the 1930s and also offers up, offers up a hefty challenge for players. And boy, does it. The game has sold over 4 million copies and won the Best Independent Game Award at 2017 Game Awards and a BAFTA Games Award for the music. The new animated comedy will expand upon the characters and world of the game, which centers on the titular hero Cuphead and his brother Mugman, who make a deal with the devil in a high-stakes gambling match. CJ... Kettler, Carmen Sandiego, will executive produce for King Features while Cuphead creators and brothers Jar- uh, Chad and Jared Moldher, Moldher, I can't, sorry, I can't say your name, will serve as executive producers for Studio MDHR. The series will be produced by Netflix Animation, blah, 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 blah. And that's about all the information we have for it, other than you presume it'll look like the Cuphead, like 1930s uh, inspired style. Um, and whatever else. Now, when I read the news story, I was like, yeah, cool. I don't really care, to be honest. I was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to run it at home to watch a fucking series about Cuphead, you know? The mm. the story in the game is... 
it's not interesting. It's, it's just set up for why these characters are doing what they do and why you get stuck on all these boss battles and whatever else. It's, it's, it's not exactly great. <laughs> not, neither Cuphead or boss battles. Yeah, neither Cuphead or Magben have uh, super interesting things. But I did want to bring up an interesting point for this, um, which I'd never seen. I'd never read at all. And I saw this article circulating. Uh, a bunch of people I follow on Twitter were retweeting this after the uh, and like saying quote retweeting it saying. It's a good time to reshare this article with the the announcement of the Netflix series. And I completely missed when this was published because it was originally published in November 10th, 2017, when the game came out. Uh, it says Cuphead and the racist spectra of the Fleischer animation. Uh, and it's long. I'm not going to obviously read the whole thing here, but I, it'll be linked in the show notes below. But basically, it brings up from the author's point of view um, and an interesting point of view that I hadn't considered at all as someone who's played the game across xbox and uh switch before that they find the um they've taken the 1930s animation style that at the time when it was put out was deeply embedded with racism and racial stereotypes and what have you and then cuphead takes the animation style removes the 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 racial stereotypes and that sort of stuff it removes it from the animation style and just leaves over what's left which is the animation style what everyone knows and the author's point of view in the article was that they although they try to play the game and they say it's beautiful and it's fun and whatever else and can appreciate what it's for they they're saying as a black person that they can't help but look at the style because it is still the same style it's just missing the overt uh, racism stuff uh, that it turns them off from playing it. And I saw the author retweeted the, the, their own article on Twitter and was saying they would have similar th- feelings about the Netflix show because it's going to, like... It's like, here's a thing, let's just pretend that this wasn't deeply uh, associated with racism for a, a group of people. So uh, what are your thoughts on that, Ashley? You find it, or, or you can start with the Netflix show in general. Like, would you watch a Cuphead Netflix show? Have you on yeah, I'd watch. I guess it just depends on the actual storyline. What are they going to do for storylines? Are they just going to adapt the video game? Um, with regards to the racism stuff, I guess it's all from personal perspective. Obviously, um, there's nothing that the. I'm sure there's no intent from the people who are making the games now. They just like that the look of that, and it fits with the makes their st- game and content look stand out and bring, possibly brings a bit more positivity to that type of animation now, but mm-hmm. obviously I don't think there was any intent from them to. And I, no, I hate to think nothing, the whole I, art style is defined as being racist because it was happened to be used in an area where racism was rife. No, they, they, um, the artist of the game in the article brings up how they've, they talked about once and said they, you know, they removed this and this and this and like the overt uh, racial stereotypes that would be used in the characters. Yeah. How do you say the word? Well, it helps that all the characters are like Emperor from Morkai's, Morphized or whatever. Like there's no actual people in the game. It's just. Oh yeah. But you, there's like, was that the cow or whatever the famous like Disney real racist. Uh, I think it was a cow or something like that. That was, I, I don't actually remember, but there's, there's a, there's a famous one. Oh, I mean, let's be honest. Most 1930s Disney stuff was. Yeah. Had a lot of racist shit in it. <laughs> well, to be fair, it wasn't racist at the time. It was it's because every it was just social yeah, I norms. Uh, I, I, I guess um, <laughs> people have. Uh, I saw people bring up in the comments to this, which I found interesting, is the the Tom and Jerry cartoons that when Warner Brothers, uh, I don't know what this was from, but they said like when Warner Brothers reshown some of the old ones or put them in a DVD release or something, they didn't attempt to fix or change any of the the stuff that would be offensive. They just simply put a warning up at the start of every episode that read like something like, uh, this is from a time, it's, it was wrong then, it is wrong now, but it also mm. represents something and we think it's important to leave it the way it is. And the article about Cuphead is not saying that... Um, from what I took from it, reading it, I guess that they're not saying that they don't really have any, um, they're not saying you can't make Cuphead, you can't use the art style, you no. can't do this. They're, they're simply voicing their 
point of view about how it makes them feel. Yeah, so just just to make that clear before you're like, why is someone trying to get Cuphead shut down? They're not, and I'm no. not, and I'm not saying that Cuphead should be banned either. I just think it's an interesting point of view that I'd never seen until today, and I was like, that's quite interesting. Um, but the, the, they were saying, like in the, in the comments on Twitter, I saw when someone's asking, like, what would you do? And they were saying they might actually appreciate a if it took on more of like ownership or like included some hint of that stuff without like actually making a racist thing, but at least like including it somewhere, you know, so it felt more mm. realistic because they, 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 their thing is they're saying it's ignoring what a big part of it was. And they're like, we'll just remove the bad stuff and we'll just leave the cartoon and it makes them feel weird about it. Whereas like the, the Tom and Jerry example is that they're like, we're not changing anything and we're saying it's wrong and we know it's wrong. Blah blah blah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, I think if they did that, they'd get more flack. Yeah, no, no, I was going to say people are going to yeah. com- c- have complaints regardless. But I mean, I am interested to see where. Like, I'm surprised they went with a TV show and not a movie. Well, they can just do a bunch of animated shorts. I guess is what I would presume. Yeah, like 15 minutes or there's like no length is listed or anything though. I yeah, don't think. but it's like. Like you said, Ash, you know, are they going to make it? It's just, you'd assume it's just a completely different story. And in which case, it's like, how, you know, what was the driver to be like, yeah, let's do a Netflix show? Like, I'd like to know whether Netflix approached them, whether they approached Netflix, whether it was just something that they'd actually wanted to do. Is it something that just came across their path? Like, it just seems like such a random thing. I reckon it just came across one day somewhere. Someone mentioned someone it. had an someone idea. Passed a car. Yeah, someone someone did something. I mean, the, the game's most famous for its uh, art style. I'd say even after release, yeah. it's kind of known for its difficulty now. But like it was in it was in production for so long that for years and years and years until release, everyone unless she was at E three playing it or or something like that, uh, you would like. Cuphead is this art style. That's what it's known for. It's, it's known because the f- I remember the first time I ever saw a video of it, I was like, holy shit, they made something that looked like fucking Steamboat uh, Steamboat Mickey or whatever. You know, that's Steamboat what Willy. my automatic... Willy. Steamboat Willie, thank you. Uh, yeah, I was like, they, they've made something <laughs> yeah. look like Steamboat Willie. That was my automatic response. So, always been associated to that style. Um, I mean, technically, it's like, it's another video game. Well, not even technically. It's another video game series that... Netflix is adapting though, so they're mm. definitely going harder into. Uh, so what do we got? We got the Capcom stuff now. We got um, Castlevania plus uh, Devil May Cry happening, and I think that's all they've announced so far. But that's also to be one connected universe or something. I think is what they're building towards with that stuff. And then yeah. you're going to have Cuphead. Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, what I mean. It's so random. It is. Uh, okay, moving on. So you got Sean Murray talking in an interview this past week uh ups and downs about the original no man's skies launch uh with edge editor nathan brown uh although the article i'm reading from for this is from game industry biz as well uh quite a lengthy write-up if you want to lead the whole thing and, and talks about several things here but i'm just focusing on one particular aspect of it that i thought was quite interesting because his take on media and how uh, it works, I guess, falls in line with a point I quite often like to, <laughs> to make, which I'll get back to in a second. Uh, so, um, he, he, they get, he gets asked about why he doesn't really talk to the press anymore. And he says, quote, not talking to the press is easy because I don't really enjoy it. Which, of course, most people will find somewhat funny because if you remember years ago when No, uh, no Man's Sky was releasing, Sean Murray was fucking everywhere. He was even on, like, Jimmy Fallon, well, or whatever. Just it was. because you're everywhere doesn't mean you enjoy it. No, 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 but, uh, no, no. For <laughs> and sure, he was on Colbert. Uh, Colbert. Okay. Look, yeah, for sure. But uh, <laughs> I'm not saying he enjoyed it, but it's still quite funny because you, you think back up to that No Man's Sky launch, and it was just like he was everywhere, and he was very confident. He seemed confident. He looked confident. He, you know, everything. He didn't seem shy or anything like that. I guess. Um, continuing, it's not. It's not a thing I got into games to do, and I don't think I'm particularly good at it. So I'd say you were though. Um, so it was kind of an easy answer there. I'm not sure. Was he though? He- if so, people, so many people <laughs> got angry in hindsight. No, because he was good at the. I'd say he was really good at the interviews. Except telling the truth bit. No, uh, no. I don't think he lied. I, 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 that's no, the thing yeah, though. Like teasing. I, but- I, I don't think he lied 
and everyone's like, Sean Murray lied and all this sort of stuff. I 100% believe that all the stuff he was saying was because it may have been things they were kicking around ideas at the time. And this is what this main, this is what this interview is mainly about is like get the game development process and how there's a disconnect between uh, developers, press, and then players, I guess. Like people are talking like about stuff. Every second week, we're discussing something along these lines. <laughs> Someone <laughs> bringing out a game that was a disappointment and admitting their mistakes and whatever else. It's like every second week at the moment. All, all, all games are disappointments. That's the that's the key to life. No, they're not. Yeah, uh, games are shit. Yeah, well, that's not <laughs> thing. There's like the whole True. the whole star of this thing is like him saying. Yeah, it points out there's a there's a disconnect and. I, I would agree with that somewhat because and he was saying like everyone's like oh he lied he lied but I'm like at the time when he was doing the interviews in the development process they may have been working on features that he thought was going to make it to release and then six months later they have to can the feature to do something else because it's not working and all of a sudden he's a liar you know because game development people look at it under the same lens as like film or television or something where it's like well we're shooting with this character in this thing or whatever but it's more a constantly changing Evolving. thing you know like um and i feel like you get a better understanding of that even if you watch something that was recently released like the playstation god of war thing and you, you can see like how close they they cut it with a lot of things and features and um talking about how they might have to cut things and feature and whatever else at one point kratos wasn't even going to be in that fucking game so like <laughs> or it was going to be in a completely different setting so stuff changes constantly on um in game development um so back to it. I think the reason, blah, 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 I've never, I've never sure whether it was the right thing. Or it was just really appealed. I think the reason for not talking to press was a bunch of the press when I was growing up was kind of the hub of the community. What they wrote, I would read. And as a kid, I would think those things, I would just be led by what the journalists had to say. And that would play a huge part in my ability to critique games and think about how games were made. Uh, it says, indeed, Marty, indeed, Murray partly attributed his career to in games, in games to magazines like Edge, which where he first became aware of various dis disciples involved in development and the concept of a career in the industry first started to take shape. The role of games press plays now, though, is much different. Murray said, quote, that would lead my thought process and tell me how to feel about development and how to feel about games. I don't think that happens as much now. I don't. Think. I think that the problem with what we see on the front pages being led by what we click on means that naturally you trend, you tend to read what the most people clicked, which means the press is naturally downstream from the community. Murray noted that there were positive stories about No Man's Sky even right after launch, but they didn't do as well, and that's the problem. It prompted Hello Games to look past the press as a way to address its issues and focus on the real purity of speaking to its players through the game. So the the main thing that I I've, I found interesting here, is, and it's a good point, and I like whenever people bring this up, is that I 100% believe um, in the day and age we live now with games media um, and clickbait YouTube titles, clickbait uh, YouTube thumbnails, um, all the most po well not all that, that's me being a bit hyperbolic but the majority of popular gaming youtubers and such all they talk about is negative shit they barely ever make videos where this thing is good it's always like yelling about stuff they hate uh one of the most popular like <laughs> well i wouldn't say pop but someone who's got like several hundred thousand uh followers on youtube uh called the quartering is one of my most, my, most disliked people i think on the on the whole platform at the moment without being j just by his content alone. All his videos are just try Like it's all just negative, 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 negative. And it gets numbers and it gets numbers. And like to, to Murray's point, which is what I find interesting is like people were writing positive stuff about no man's skies upon release. Um, I remember seeing some stuff, but that's cause I actually spend a lot of time scrolling past just what's on the, the front page, I guess, you know, I, I, mm. I, I deep dive it, but uh, um, even like the last year since, uh, uh, what the fuck was the name of the update? Whatever their big update thing that came out. Beyond? Everyone, yes, like Beyond. Yeah. I think that was it, yeah. When that came out, you know, there were heaps of positive stories like people saying about how great the game was. Did it ever pick up the traction that the original stories upon No Man's Sky released where they were all negative, you know? This game's trash. All these YouTube videos. This game's trash. Sean Murray lied to us. Sean Murray did this. Sean Murray's a fraud. Sean Murray, all those ones were the most 
you know, numbers, 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 clicks, clicks, clicks. Yeah. The second it's like, the, the second the narrative becomes Sean Murray and team swing game around and it's good now, is it as interesting to people? No. You know? So I, I, just as a, a, a topic alone, do you, do, you, do you feel the same way, I guess, that I, <laughs> that I do, that uh, most people are only more interested in negative stories? Ash? Well... I feel to a certain extent it's easier. It's easier to nitpick. In what way? I mean, like anything. You look at most of our review discussions, a lot of them start off with us. Even if we really like something, we'll point out all the stuff that we had issues with first, I feel like. So I feel like it's just a natural thing. Um, But I think as soon as one thing, once you've there's a general mindset of what opinion on something, a lot of people just even like half-heartedly sort of put out stuff pile that's, on. that pile on. Yeah. If they want to, you know, fit in and that sort of thing, I think. Uh-huh. Shrey. I mean, this is, a, this is a big lesson in life in general. You know, a lot of people not even related to games will say, mean things before they'll say something nice about someone. And this is just the same case where in social media and everything else, it's a lot easier to get behind and back things that are negative than to like, think about it. You put out a tweet and it's, you know, your opinion about maybe something that negative that's happening people are a lot more prone to doing that than to tweeting out something nice about someone or nice about something. The ratio is always more negative. And this is just one of those things where on social media, that's what primarily covering, you know, unless you're Pokemon and you always get happy thoughts. That is not true. Everyone actually, I know, everyone I know hates that's po- why I'm laughing about it. <laughs> Fucking everyone hates Pokemon at the moment. Even Hash- Pokemon's in Hashtag national decks. Oh my God, please don't. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, I remember I actually, uh, I would say that years and years and years ago, and I mean like five, six, I don't know, like ages ago, years ago, um, I, tr- I, I probably tweeted a lot more negative stuff. And I, tr- I, I remember hearing on whatever ep- episode of Game Over Gregor show, whatever it was, where Greg told the story about um, Greg from Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, for anyone who doesn't know, um, Greg told the story about uh, wanting to tweet something like this episode of How I Met Your Mother or something. I don't even fucking know now, but whatever it was, he like wanted... Smallville? I don't I don't even remember. Can't remember. Whatever it was, it was some TV show. He wasn't happy with the episode. And he was like, he opened up his phone and he said he was like, at this person, at this person, like, this is shit. You know, like, it was just wanted to be like, not, not even like constructive criticism. It was just like, this was a trash episode or something. You know, very just like trash episode, full stop. And then he said like, after that, he realized uh, what he was going to tweet and he deleted tweet and he made a conscious effort to not tweet blunt Negative. shit like yeah. that anymore um and i remember hearing the same thing and uh kind of taking it to heart because i looked at my own twitter timeline and i was like yeah i tweet a lot of like and, and, and this is the thing i i do think there's a big difference between uh not all negative stuff is bad if it's actual mm. um feedback. Of worth i guess or feedback or, or however you want to put it that's that's the thing it's like um constructive criticism actual stuff with, you know just tweeting game is trash full stop I don't care what the game is. That's not, that's the kind of tweet I'm just going to be like. That's just a question mm-hmm. of like, why would you even bother tweeting it? Yeah, there's not it's much. basically just a tweet. Yeah, I'm like, there's not much substance to me. If you want to treat, you can expand upon it and all of a sudden it's a little bit better. Such you can such, also treat people. You can also tweet people, yeah. Um, <laughs> insert game is trash because blah, 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 blah. Fine. That's now actual like criticism, you know, now you're actually critiquing, you're pointing out why you like it. Um, but it's just the more blunt, uh, headline thing, why this is trash, um, that feeds into, but a lot of Twitter is like that. And that's why, and everyone just, I I do actually believe that everyone these days kind of feeds on negativity, negativity to a, uh, hot point. I don't know. Like, and it's even just blunt, bold negativity. And that's the, and I a hundred percent like some old man or something, 
do point my finger a lot at YouTube for it and content creators or influencers or whatever the fuck you want to want to call them and the rise of a lot of people like fucking angry joe was it angry joe yeah angry joe fucking i don't even know i don't watch them oh there's a there's another gamer dude he's got like long hair some middle dude i don't know he yells and screams like all these people just make videos and most of the, the news topics and stuff they're always just covering stuff that they don't like and then they're spending 20 minutes being like this fucking thing sucks this fucking reason blah, blah, blah. you know like that's their content that's what their thing is and maybe if there was like an outliner of like a couple of them and there was like an equal amount of similar stuff but on the opposite side that was just as popular It'd be like okay well we're all on an even playing field but i i feel like the the majority of the popular youtube uh content creators or whatever you want to call them are people that make these sorts of videos and it does affect um the overall way that people consume and want to talk about media uh, over years and i do think it has affected it negatively or i'm just a old man in a young man's body and I'm just like, YouTube sucks. <laughs> mm. well, a, a toxic fan base is much easier to make than a positive fan base. Absolutely. Yeah. So you'll look forward to the next episode of RK Couch where, uh, well, I mean, to be fair, I, do, I complain about a lot of stuff on this show, but at the same <laughs> time, I'm not just like, this is bad. And I, I, I feel, obviously, I feel like the topics that I, I bring up, uh, um, you know, like, steam or whatever they've talked about a lot it's, that's more we substance to it then yeah it's like more substance to it then they made ariel white <laughs> i'm black <laughs> what are we doing well they, technically they did both so yeah, well yeah they, you're, you're right what, what else are we complaining about these days they removed eddie murphy's dragon from moolah i don't know what are we going that's on? upsetting that's that's upsetting yeah I don't, I don't know what are we the national decks i don't know <laughs> What do you want, if what you, do you actually want asked most of the people complaining about national decks and you said, why are you annoyed about it? They wouldn't have a good legit reason. Because they want to catch all, they like, want to be able to put all the Pokemon in. Want to catch them? Oh, You've already done it, mate. Oh. Get over it. Move on. Want to catch them? Oh, I understand to a degree. I mean, I didn't talk about national decks, so I can I can I can quickly get my thoughts out on it in, in a hot two seconds because Ash and Kieran obviously covered. We it spoke on here. about it the other week. Did I? Well, we I we talked it. about them at about after E three. He made a comment, but then they put out an actual press release or something. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we discussed they, it. I, I don't, I don't think remember we did. discussing it. I yes, don't remember discussing it. I know Ash and yep. Kieran discussed it on episode, but um, and I said gamers were shit and that they would complain regardless and then we said if it wasn't released for the next switch game then we'd be disappointed am i the only one on this show yes maybe (laughs) sure you sure you actually recorded that you're pretty delusional last week yeah i'm not saying it was last week (laughs) it was only on one episode um yeah i'm I'm sick of reading about national decks to be honest get over it (laughs) <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry Bryson Drew sorry Bryson uh, yeah sorry how's Mario <laughs> Bryson Drew get, sorry <laughs> I mean it's this thing because I like listen to their podcast and I'm like yeah okay I understand you're, you're afraid it's going to lose uh, uh, post game content uh, but at the same time I'm like I'm happy for it to be rebooted because as someone who's missed several games woo <laughs> 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 Zero. Just put it in a story reason. Yeah, I, I read you know, another article. The, I read the another freaking article. sword, sword legendary Pokemon the, goes around killing all the, the other Pokemon and they're yeah. all extinct now. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. dark. <laughs> yeah. That's why you got to catch it. To me, the so line was kill drawn all the Pokemon out. Anymore. Yes, it would be good if there was all the Pokemon <laughs> carried over, but that's not like a guarantee and just because everyone got comfortable with it being a a thing they thing. were doing for a while doesn't mean it was ever a guarantee. Doesn't mean they have to do it. They could do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. And they're doing it. It and is I, interesting I, though, considering their big thing, one of their big things during their Pokemon press conference is the home thing where you can store all your Yeah, Pokemon. but I just I I I honestly just feel like they're just gonna build it up again. Like we're we're kind of just rebooting. And everyone's like, well that's not good enough. I'm like, well, you know, we're we're moving on to the Switch now. They're, they're doing all these new things. I, I I just feel like we're, we're it's kind of a, a 
fresh reboot somewhat. And then yes, the I do next... remember this conversation. Yeah, well, I'm just, re- re- just reiterating. This Jesus does Christ, start to sound familiar, but no. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, talking about Pokemon. Uh, new Pokemon information has arrived. Firstly, Sword and Shield will not only feature exclusive Pokemon per version as uh, other games usually do, but we'll now have exclusive gyms. So, Ooh. there's your get excited for some ex- exclusive gyms. And then yeah, you things. definitely need so, to play both. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know what person. I, I mean, maybe you look at the gym leaders and you're like, oh, like I can go with the free. I think one's like a free person. I really type don't. Person, I really like hate fire else. Pokemon. Yeah, and then you like switch, you buy a gym, but I'm like, whatever. I don't, it, it really don't care. We're, we're getting the sword one because it's the sword versus the weird, clunky looking dread shield shit. Um, but game. You say uh, we, but like we discussed on last week's episode about how we pre ordered. Yeah, but we didn't lock that in. The one with both of the games. So, you know. Who knows what the, the future holds? Uh, GameSpot has a story up because they did they, all this information came from a trailer they they released, of course, randomly as well. So like, let's not do yeah, a Pokemon no fanfare, nothing, no nothing. Let's just fucking drop a new trailer with a bunch of information. That sure, do what we need to do. Uh, GameSpot says the new uh, the Pokemon company has released a new trailer for the upcoming Pokemon Sword and Shield games for Switch. The video gives us a glimpse at another handful of Gen Eight Pokemon players will discover in their travel across the Gala region, as well as a couple of new characters they'll encounter and a special type of Dynamaxing known as. Gigantamaxing. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Whereas standard Dynamax increases a Pokemon size, Gigantamaxing also alters their physical appearance. (laughs) A Gigantamax Dreadnought, (laughs) for instance, will stand up. Gigantamaxing. Gigantamaxing. Dreadnought, for instance, will stand upright on its hind legs and armor of a Gigantamaxed Corvin Knight will separate and fly line, fly, fly line up. Jesus Christ, fly around like bladed birds. Bladed birds, say that six times. While nearly every Pokemon is capable of Dynamaxing, it appears only certain types are able to Dynamax. And according to the Pokemon company, quote, even among <laughs> such species, only rare specimens will be able to Dynamax. And then you can capture Dynamax Pokemon in Max Raid battles. The trailer also introduced four new species of Pokemon. First is Al, Al- Creamy. So let's go one by one here. Uh, Al- let's get uh, votes out of... Uh, We'll go five stars. So our, our creamy is literally a fucking soft serve ice cream. Ash out of five stars. Uh, three and a half. Shree. Yeah, three. I feel like there was cute potential, but they just missed a little bit, made it too fucking weird. Yeah. Read <laughs> all the information like they sent out. To me. Like it kind of looks like this. The straw, the raspberries or whatever on top are kind of like boobies. Like, why do so many Pokemon have to be so inappropriate? <laughs> There's ones that look like ball sacks and willies, <laughs> and now we've got these <laughs> boobies. Give me, that, <laughs> that sprays so out cream? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> you just got uh, creamed. Yeah, I'm giving it so one I'm out of I'm giving it one out of five. They specifically said it works with chefs. Yeah, chefs it like this Pokemon. Chefs, yeah, because it makes it makes some cream. Makes some cream. Makes some cream. I'm gonna one out of five because if I was a Pokemon trainer and I see this thing coming down the road as someone who's lactose intolerant, I'm fucking running. <laughs> I'm running. I don't know if you're, you're stuck in the deserted island or something. You might want this Pokemon because you've got. What well, are they going to tell me? The male version has lactose. No, hold on. Let's start again to make this even more inappropriate. The male version is lactose free. The female version has lactose. Oh dear. You know, uh, <laughs> isn't it also in that article they mentioned about um, the uh, uh, transforming into a towering cake? Yeah. So yeah. when she so, gigantamaxes, yeah, turns into like a giant laid cake. Yeah, it's yeah a, I mean, that's pretty a, cool. A wedding cake. Like a that's sponge cool. cake. Yeah. It's- it says, Al Creamy, a fairy type that resembles whipped cream. It's one of the few Pokemon capable of Gigantamaxing. And when it upgrades the transformation, it resembles a towering cake. I mean, if they just made a whole gen out of food types, I would be so down for that. Like, when are they going to make a cheese Pokemon? <laughs> you say that, but they already made the fucking generation that was I mean, wouldn't the cheese Pokemon just and... sort of die every time it comes to your fire Pokemon? No. That, well, or just melt? No, because this, 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 like, this is know? like Charmander walks outside in the rain and it's, it's you know, there's all sorts of things. Uh, well, at least next, cover his tail. Never mind. 
Next is Yamper, an electric type puppy Pokemon with new ability called Bowl Fetch. If you throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon uh, but fail to cap capture it, Yamper will fetch the first one you threw, provided it isn't already holding an item. So we already seen Yamper, but this was their like official yeah. reveal, I guess, of Yamper. Um, Ash, what do you give Yamper? Uh, 20 out of 5 stars. Tree, what do you give Yamper? Yeah, like a 5 out of 5, but I mean... It's not going to be like we're basing this. Let's let's be real. We're basing this on cuteness levels because, yeah, like Yamper is not going to be a good Pokemon. Just you cute. don't know. Well, it could evolve into a good Pokemon. What is a good it's not Pokemon? Going to. It's not. It's not going to be. What is good a good Pokemon? Battles? Fucking. What are you going to the World Championships over here? <laughs> when you got a gigantic yeah, but I will thing. finish. No, everyone, shut the fuck up. I'm going to finish this game with Yampa as my one of my main Pokemon and prove to you what's a good Pokemon. And then you can come in with your bullshit. Yeah, but it's not. Very, had, it wouldn't be it very looked, good if it was in real PvP battles, Dylan. I don't give a fuck. Excuse me, mate. Um, it looks what's like it has a lot of I don't care. Just calm down over there. Calm down. Time out. Time out. I mean, yeah, we're gonna electricity out of its booty. It's pretty cute. Is the yellow thing around its neck like a bandana or is it like a tumor? What? It it's looks- a fucking bandana, Ash. Okay, good. All right, Jesus just making sure. Right. Five Look out of five cuteness. Next. Really? Yeah, I give it five out of. I give it to, to five out of five. It's a very good boy. Uh, we also go. It says <laughs> we also go the first look at rock rock type coal Pokemon. Called Roly Coley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ash, what do you give Roly Coley? <laughs> it, it's a two for cuteness, five for pun. Three. I think it looks cool, and yeah, five, definitely five out of five. This name made me giggle. Roly Coley. I get. I give it a. F- I give it a four out of five because I didn't like the way it looked when I first saw it in the trailer, but then it came up Roly Coley, and I did a like. <laughs> You know, I got a little... Yeah, see? Little, I mean, it's so, no Wooloo, but... No. I, I, <laughs> they're going for the puns, though. Uh, and then it says, as well as the Steel Dragon type, Duraldon. Duraldon? Duraldon. Duralex Batteries over here is fucking along for the ride this this generation as well. Um, that one gets a fucking one. Yep. It looks like a big lighter with arms and legs. Fair. <laughs> was this? I'm like just trying to rejog my memory. Was this the one that was also ice? Was it in snow, or was that the next one? It literally, it literally has just big legs, arms, and then yeah. As I as said, it does. I mean, I'm looking at it now. It's it does look like a big glider. It has its head that's like going into its shell somewhat, I guess, and then it's got like a red tip at the back of it that does look like the part of a. It's even got like two lines behind its head that yeah, I mean it's a big glider. You're right. <laughs> it is a fu- it's a fucking big glider of a Pokemon. Is what it's it got is. weird hands. Yeah, it is a big glider. I am I'm shooketh as they say. Um, mm. so yeah, what, what do you want to give that one straight? Big glider over here. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember exactly which one you're referring to by Zero. your description. There was only bloody f- four Pokemon in this this this. this yeah, this well, trailer. that's the one that I'm assuming. Uh, well, you can't remember. I think it, so that was the one. one that went into the snow. I only had a really quick look. Could I'm be. Yeah, it's white, lady. so I assume it's snowy. Yeah, because it re- kind of reminded me of Snowball. Sure. Like when it evolves, you know. So like, it's the same sort of thing. It was just kind of big. I guess. Big. <laughs> uh, yeah. and that's Look, it's part- all right. Two out of five. We'll give it. Just give it an extra point just for shits and gigs. And that says finally the trailer introduced a handful of new characters, including two new gym leaders. First is oh. B, a fighting type expert exclusive to Pokemon Sword, and the Pokemon Shield players, on the other hand, will be able to battle the creepy Alistair, a ghost type gym leader. Oh yeah. my god, it looks so cool! And then it gives you a look at the chairman of the Gala region as well. Whose name is Rose, and his or Ross, I guess I don't yeah, know. No. Um, and his secretary, Alina, 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 Alina. I don't Lena. like him. He looks creep. He looks like a jerk. A jerk. A jerk. A yep. jerk. 
Yeah, like that'd be, that could be fun. Looks like a Dirk. Yeah, sure. A chick. Um, the, the thing I it th- reminded this, me, I don't know if you've just deep cut this from like from The Legend of Korra, the sign, the guy. This is deep cut because I've watched it. With his assistant, yeah. I'm sorry. Let people who have seen that will know the reference. I know a lot of people have seen it. No one here has seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they also revealed the exclusive uh, Pokemon that you'll get. Um, I don't remember all the. I fucking. It's, I don't know. What Shield gets Lavatar and whatever else, and then Sword gets these other two Pokemon. So if you're a, if you're a Tyranitar fan, you have to buy Pokemon Shield. Well, I mean, you don't have to. You just Sword. find someone to trade you fucking Tyranitar in it or Lavatar or whatever. But uh, you won't be able to catch it otherwise. And um, considering it's a new game, don't care. Give me the new Pokemon. I want the new Pokemon. I don't care about it. I've caught, I've caught Lavatar before. I caught Lavatar really, about 10 years ago. I really like this ghost gym leader. The creepy ghost gym leader. Oh, looks, looks cool. like something out of a fucking anime. Weeaboo yeah, I like it. Shit. I don't know. The, which one was that? Hold on. I forgot what I just even said. The Oh, yeah. Al- Alistair. Right. Alistair. Ghost type gym leader. Fight and, no, I'd, I'd go yeah. for B. I don't want this creepy fucking... And I, well, hold on. And the way they're on the picture, uh, you, you do have to get shield then. Ghost, ghost person yeah. shield, I believe. So, have you? Maybe this person. is all working out for the best. Maybe it is. Yep. Maybe, maybe it is. And then we looks can just like, switch, and you can play my game, and I can play your game, and it'll be all good. Pun. Looks like she stole one of the shy guys from Mario's faces. Yeah. Yeah. I get straight that up murdered him and took her face. Get that reference. God, you're so dark. You're so dark tonight, Ashley. She's a ghost type. It makes sense. Uh, okay, so I, I finally got my hands on Mario Maker 2. I put a handful of hours in on some of the story level. That is one of the songs that plays within the, the video game or console on my Switch. Um, I put a couple of hours into the story mode, I guess. Uh, well, it is story mode. Um, uh, some online levels, <laughs> just bumming around. Uh, and then today I started uh, trying to make my own level, which I don't really know what my plan is at the moment other than <laughs> like a brief... It's going to be water. I, I don't want to spoil it. Someone will steal, steal my amazing idea. I don't know. I'm just going to make a look. Because <laughs> although, although here's the thing. I'll, I'll talk about some of the features. When it comes to the level making stuff, I, I got the fucking like cool stylus uh, thing that you got if you pre-ordered it um, and whatever else that, that just uh, I magically got my hands on that. And then... Magic. Magic led me to getting that, yeah. Then... And that makes doing it pretty cool because you, you you don't have to use the analog sticks and stuff, so it's it's pretty casual to sit there with the the touch screen and do all these um, things with the the stylus and stuff. And you can change between on the themes on the go. You don't have to like save and load. You don't have to pick your theme when you're loading. You could literally start making a level and then change your theme to Super Mario Two or Three or World or whatever the fuck as as you're going along. And it's all very easy. And even though obviously in the past I've talked about with things like dreams and whatever, I'm like, I'm not too interested in making stuff in that because it's so mm. fucking complicated. I think the, the reason I don't mind messing around with making a level in Mario Maker is because it's simple. It's easy, you know? There's yeah, I was going to say, I, I believe you said like, I don't want to make the levels. I just want to play the game. Yeah. But I, it's just so simple that it's it's not confusing or stressful to to mess around in a level. Now, I'm sure if you're trying to make some really groundbreaking, really complicated thing that uses lots of switches and keys and whatever else that people are doing online, then sure, it's going to take a lot of time and effort to to work it all out and do what you need to do. But for me, I'm just trying to make some simple platformer thing. It's you just click on a box and you literally just start dragging where you want boxes. You want to put a monster there? You want to put a, a whatever, plant, pipe, put pipe, fish... Fucking, you just click on it and so you click many on pipes. it. Yeah, you don't have to like set key like in Dreams or like even Little Big Planet or uh, yeah, Dreams of Little Big Planet for example. Two of the more complicated creationist games we've had over the years. It would have more complicated things where it would be like you had to like you'd click on an enemy and you could like associate it to a thing, so it triggered this event when it did this, and 
did all this like you had to set which way it traveled like across the map like at what point it would stop and like proper game making type things and i'm we had to mess around in game maker um when i was in high school it was like one of our in the computing class i was in we had to mess around with it and i i found it okay and i enjoyed it then when we had to do it in school but it was the same sort of thing like you'd be like how do i get this thing to do this and be like, well you have to assign a value to this so it shoots up here and does all this and that you'd have to do all the same sort of thing in dreams and my um little big planet mario maker it's just like you put the fucking enemy there and it's just going to move backwards and forwards and do it you, you don't have to like set parameters everything is just kind of done so it's just more about designing where stuff goes and that's um it's pretty easy and nice to do the uh the story mode is pretty cool it's just like a combination of different levels from mario makers uh sorry mario world two three world new you whatever the ones that are in it um it'll switch between the different sorts of things and they're, they're all brand new levels and each level kind of tries to teach you a new mechanic which i suppose they want you to be like take and then use in creating your own levels i guess somewhat because it's trying to teach you like different sort of stuff uh they have a difficulty rating too so some will just be like one or two stars and they're obviously easier and then you'll see a le- it'll be like oh this level's like rated five out of five you're like how hard could it be and then you free switch across the room you're like fuck this shit so there's like a hundred of those levels you don't have to finish them to do anything they're just there if you want to do them uh and then obviously you've got the online stuff um, the best way to find levels, I think, has been proven to be go online, go to Facebook groups or forums or something and find a f- place that's set up to list all the best levels that people have in the game because the system they've got in place at the moment, it does have like a what's popular at the moment or like what's most popular this week. But aside from like very basic things, the discovery stuff of it is about as good as dreams and i'm only saying that because this is a fully released game and dreams is a game that's still in early access and they're building their discovery tools for that game still and it's user creations so i don't think that mario maker gets as big as a pass considering it's a fully released thing but in what world will we live in where i'd say hey nintendo fucked up something uh that ha- involves online who'd have thought <laughs> who'd, Crazy. who'd have thought crazy fucking world we live in uh you try and play the game um, most people would have seen videos by now you try and play the game online in any of the two-player co-op levels you'll get into a level of someone and you will be moving at about one frame per second that is how bad the whole online thing runs so when it comes to the online features of the game not good when it comes to the discoverability of being able to find people's stuff uh, and rank stuff and share stuff with your friends even or even have the like you can't even look at your friends list and look at what they've made there's no way to like be like hey uh, like imagine a world where either of you had made levels or you had this game there's no way i could just click on your username in the game and click on the level you just made it doesn't exist fucking stupid that doesn't make any sense to me uh so hopefully they can improve on that stuff but other than that the rest is fucking fantastic it's a older story mode levels of mario great it's mario everyone loves mario here's some more mario for you here's 100 100 new nintendo made mario levels and then all the online stuff is obviously going to be hit or miss i've jumped into a couple levels and i've been like this is trash and i don't even want to finish it but then i've played some other ones that when i did finish i was like this is really clever there's another one i did today where i died like 20 30 times before beating it and i was like that was kind of stressful, but at the same time I beat it and that was well-designed and good job. So uh, it's a infinite Mario in your pocket, I feel is what it is. And I feel like this one will be way more successful than the previous one because people, well, A, the Switch is way more successful and popular than the Wii U was. And B, you can take this <laughs> thing on the go. Those two factors alone means that you're going to have people probably keeping Mario Maker on this switch at all points in time because it's just going to be a infinite amount of mario content coming in uh coming in and out oh the other random thing that i think they should have added and i don't know why they didn't would have been a way to actually link up all your levels together and make some sort of like world world even if you couldn't add an overworld but just like a playlist mechanism because i saw someone um the max amount of levels you can make is 35 or yeah 35 and i saw like someone online I read this article where someone had made 35 really good levels 
and they're designed so that difficulty ramps up. So in their mind, you play this one first and then like get through to the end. So they've made a full on Mario game, but they have no way within the game to share that in a way that people can play through from the what like level one, one, one mm. to whatever down the end here. Um, so that's, that's a little bit annoying. You have to literally enter the code every time for different levels and so on and so forth. So there are some things that I think they fudged a little bit when it comes to the online stuff and the, the creationist tool, not tools, creationist sharing, I guess. And um, cu- curation, I guess is uh, um, the, the thing I'm looking for here. Uh, but other than that, it's Mario. And if you like Mario, I feel like this is definitely a must buy because like, there's literally no rush to beat it. I'm not like, fuck, I better hurry up and beat Mario. Cause it's just like, I can put it down for a week and I can pick it up for an hour next week and just play an hour's worth of Mario levels. Um, and I can come back fucking two weeks from now and I'll have a whole bunch of new Mario levels and that's just going to be it. That's the game now. I can randomly w- just always have Mario. So cool. 7.89 yeah. out of seven. Too much water. Ta- uh, talking about Mario though. Ash, you've played Dr. Mario for mobile. It dropped. Uh, Today. Of, as what, of recording I believe or whatever it was. Yeah. The pre-registration thing, a notification okay. came up on my Phone. Yeah, well, I, th- I think I saw a story last night because it came out for, for whatever reason randomly. For the first time in a while, I think it actually came out on um, Apple before Android, which was usually the backwards scenario that happens to these no, things. that's I feel not like true. The- Mario Run what? came out on iPhone Did it? first. Okay, maybe yeah, Nintendo like has well a thing for... Before. Maybe Nintendo has a thing for Apple, um, Apple then. Uh, I've, I've downloaded it. I haven't put a single second into it. I saw a lot of bad stories about microtransactions, but um, enlighten us. Oh, first, let explain what... Because this is why the thing is, I'm like, everyone knows what Dr. Mario is. Not everyone knows what Dr. Mario is. Explain no. what Dr. Mario is. Dr. Mario is, I guess, sort of Tetris. No. I guess it's like a match three game. So, what oh. you, there's a bunch of viruses on the board. You move capsules, which is just two blocks with different col- with colors. They can be different colors or whatever. You're just trying to match three. Uh, and then you only get a certain number of capsules. Well, for certain games, you only get a certain number of capsules to get rid of all the virus things on the board and that's the aim of the game um they seem to have done a pretty solid job i've i've only just got past the tutorial step like the first section which acts as like a tutorial uh, which is like 20 levels um into when it opens up and lets you uh do other things but uh yeah it seems fine at the moment it is very much a mobile game obviously i think people who would work i don't know why people wouldn't expect it to have microtransactions in it um, it doesn't seem to be too predatory. Uh, you can buy diamonds, which I believe uh, either lets you get more hearts because you can only play for like five levels at a time uh, without it. like, Or you can purchase something that lets you play an infinite number of levels within an hour, uh, which is a pretty standard thing for like puzzle games uh, across the platform. Uh, and then you can also use the coins and... Uh, diamonds to get more characters so you can get uh different doctors that you can play as and then different can like what are they called assistants that give you special perks for each level and that sort of thing so yeah pretty fun um and then you've also got like a versus mode which pretty much runs like a like does it actually work (laughs) yeah it, it it does work it's sort of like uh puzzle fighter i guess is the closest clarification i get you match three you load up your bar and then you just do some damage to the other player and then whoever loses first loses but yeah it's a i've again i've only put like two three hours two probably like two hours into it so uh not a lot to go on at the moment but it seems like a perfectly fine passive puzzle game to play on your phone with and all the all the obviously all the doctors look cute because they're all the little mario characters in like doctor (laughs) outfits like with the white jackets and the Bowser's wearing like a, a vest and a tie. Very adorable. My um my yeah, thing with, my problem with the microtransactions for these sorts of games is is like it's just let me pay ten, twenty dollars, buy the game, get it over with. You know, like I know it's like but, I don't. I don't feel like every game actually needs microtransactions. Some games do. Some games make sense, like to have microtransactions designed as the, the actual thing. But for some games, I'm like, why don't you just? And they did it for 
what was the run one called? Mario Run? Mario Run. Super Mario Run? <laughs> Creative. Whatever it was called. Uh, what I just buy, said is what it was called. Yeah, you could buy that outright. Yeah. This one you can't. Well, yeah, it's hard to say because obviously it's been built with microtransactions built in. So hmm. is there so a makes- what game that they could have done without microtransactions? Yeah. yeah. But then it would be exactly like Mario, Dr. Mario back on the Game Boy or whatever. Well, yeah, maybe, yeah. I, I feel like it like maybe would have been more popular. Whatever. People, I don't know. I have to I have to give it a, uh, I'll give it a try myself during the week and um, yeah. see how I go, but... Not the the biggest Doctor Mario fan. I just it's a match. It's a fucking match. well, not the biggest match free game fan. So I mean that's and that's yep. what the game is. So I would rather. Fucking, well, it's more puzzly than that though, because you've I only guess. got a certain number of things. So I want Doctor Robot, but it does seem a bit randomized. So it's not going to be. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us on the couch this week. Make sure you check out ExplosionNetwork.com for all of our shows, reviews, news articles, and much more. Rate Arca Couch on Apple Podcasts to help out the show, or simply share it on social media with your friends. You can follow Explosion Network on Twitter at ExplosionPod, and you can join our Discord at ExplosionNetwork.com/slash/discord. You can follow me on Twitter at Vivaldil V I V A L A D I L. You can follow Ash on Twitter at Ash Hilby A S H L E Y H O B L E Y, and you can follow Shree on Twitter as well at Shree Corno C H E R. I-C-O-R-N-O and we will see you here same time same couch 